Hey, today we have a very special guest with us. We have Heather Palacios with us on the One Word Podcast. Heather, thank you so much for joining us. We're so glad to have you. Thank you for having me. I hope you don't mind my do-rag. I didn't have time to do my hair, but I thought I could pull this off. What do you think? That's, it looks great. I love it. You got to have fun, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, laugh at yourself. And who cares if no one else is? That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, Heather, real quick, why don't you just tell all of our listeners, and, and maybe there's some people watching, but probably most people listening, why don't you just tell everyone about yourself um, and what you do? Okay. So great question. Uh, my name is Heather Michelle Funk Palacios, and I have been battling the addiction of suicide since I was eight, and I'm 48. So that's a long time. But, um, you know, we all, we all battle something and mine just happens to be in a little bit of a more rarer category, but I don't question God's sovereignty. You know, hmm. um, he could heal any of us of any of our afflictions. And if he chooses not to, I think it's because he's really hoping we'll use it to help others. So, uh, 40 years of struggling with the, the temptation and the just desire to want to take my life. Um, but being that I'm still here, yay. Um, it was during the pandemic that I decided to really tick off the devil and not just talk about it, but start doing something about it. And it was during the pandemic that the life boxes came into fruition. I love that. I love that. Um, what a cool thing that, uh, during such a difficult time for so many during a pandemic out of that birth, what an amazing ministry that you're doing. And you mentioned it, your life boxes and wonderful. Why don't you tell our audience a little bit more about what you are doing? Okay. So since I was eight, I have had three staples to today, a Bible, a journal, and a pen. Mm. Josh, I still have my eight-year-old Bible and my eight-year-old journal. I don't have wow. my eight-year-old pen, but work with it. <laughs> and I, and to this day, I still have my, my Bible journal and pen. And so I looked and I was like, you know, these are just three essentials that I would say coming from someone that battles what I battle are non-negotiables. And so whenever I go and do a visit at a psych ward or a jail or a rehab or a hospital to visit anybody going through any affliction that lands them there. I always bring a Bible journal pen in a box and I put a few things in there to make it fun and comforting. Um, and the pandemic shut that down. I wasn't able mm. to go and visit people and people in my neck of the woods were dying from suicide and addiction and I couldn't get to them or their families. Mm. So my friend, Julie, had a light bulb idea. She's like, why don't you just start shipping them? And I was like, all right. So from my dining room, we started shipping life boxes to people going through difficult time. And I don't narrow the definition, Josh, because what I might take my life for, you might not. And what you might take your life for, I might not, but we just don't want anybody to take their life. So right. in 18 months of doing this, we've sent out uh, about 3000 600 life boxes to 46 states and 11 countries. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. All right. So for, for those who are able to watch this, I've actually got a life box with me. 
Um, yes, you do. Yes. Uh, Heather and I were, were at an event recently, which was super cool, um, a behavioral health conference. And, and Heather, I just wanted to talk about and show a couple of things that you might include in this box. And one yeah. of the things is right here, just the truths of who I am. I love that That's you include faith. that. And it's in Espanol también. Come on. We got both sides, yeah. Spanish right. and English. I love it. That's right. And then, like you said, you include some fun things. You've got some candy. Yep. You've got some yep. sour patch, a lollipop, um, all sorts of different candy in here. And then even just a fun little, um, Stress little heart here. Come on. Stress ball. Yeah. Love it. My husband Raul likes to stress that, that. He keeps that stress ball in his car, probably because I stress him out. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> and then, like you said, you, you take a journal and a pen and your Bible with you everywhere. Look at that. Uh, a yep. wonderful journal and a pen right there. Boom. That's right. Love that. And then you've got Rick Warren's uh, What oh, on yeah. Earth Am I Here For? Wow. Yep. Love that. Listen, Love that. and I, I just let his wife know this week that that is my, that's, that's not an essential as in Bible journal pen, but I would say that that's right underneath it because if you know how much you matter, then you'll keep going. Mm, that's so good. I love that. And then you've got some other like fun, essential type things that, that don't have anything to do with, with, um, you know, anything spiritual or right. know, a book or anything. You've got some sticky notes. You've got some chapstick, oh, yeah. you've got some, some tissues here. Very, yeah. very cool. I love that. And then my, my, probably one of my favorite things in here is it seems like you put a handwritten note in every yep. single one. I love every that. single Yep. We have, uh, I have a friend that lives up um, Northeast, up at the very top up there near Canada. And she said, Hey, what can I do for these boxes? And I said, well, I, initially I was writing a handwritten card to every person, but it's gotten beyond my ability to, to sustain that. And she said, all right, I'm going to round up some people and we're going to do it. And now there's a group of women and children that write these cards and, and ship them. And we put them in every life box. That's so cool. I, I love that. Um, Heather, what a great picture of like, we can go fast on our own, but we can go further together. And I love that mm -hmm. you've got a team around you and you've created opportunities for other people to get in the story on this. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, I would say, you know, there's, there's a few people on my core team that this has been their plight. Uh, wow. So they're very passionate about helping someone save their life because their life has been saved. Mm -hmm. So that's tremendous. And, and Heather, we wanted to talk, you know, obviously this is the one word podcast. We love to talk about a different word. Our word for this episode is hope. And real quick, you started to paint a little bit of the picture of despair and depravity that's going on. And so wh why don't you paint a pic, continue to expand on that picture and maybe talk a little bit about maybe how many life boxes you're, you're sending out um, or, mm -hmm. or what the, what the state of the, the suicide crisis is right now in our world? Well, I mean, it, the thing is, is uh, let me, let me go back to 2020. So there was the pandemic that was medical and very critical and very universal. And we heard about it every hour on the hour in the news and on social media. Right. But there was a silent pandemic that nobody was talking about. Hmm. And that is that, that people were dying by suicide or overdosing because of the pandemic. Now, of course, I was hearing about those in, in, in my small world. I was doing the funerals for them mm. online because we couldn't gather in person. Uh, and so, you know, I, now that the pandemic's behind us, I'm very thankful, but there's a lot of people that have been left in the wake of it, whose lives are falling apart. 
And uh, I, I have to, I, I'm just very um, aggressive in and bold in putting it out there that despite your life falling apart, your life matters too much for you to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh, one of my favorite verses in the Bible that I'll share anywhere, including non-religious audiences, is Psalm 23. And, and the reason I'll share it so loosely is, is because everybody knows it, but they don't know it the way Heather knows it. Right. Heather knows it through the filter of suicide. And Psalm 23, verse four says, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And the operative word there, Josh, is I walk. Mm. I don't die. I don't quit. I don't surrender. So good. So all of us have to keep walking through that valley because we will get to the other side of it. God's not a promise breaker. That's right. So I just want to do everything I can to help people get through the other side so they don't give up in the middle of their valley. Mm, that's so good. That's so good. Well, well, Heather, thanks for painting that picture for us. And, and now, as you've mentioned these life boxes and Psalm 23 and holy cow, I didn't even know you're doing, you're doing funerals on zoom during the pandemic. H- how do you navigate all this personally, Heather? How do you um, minister to these people in such a, such a, a very difficult space? Yeah. Very good question. Very good question. Um, so I'll be, I mean, full disclosure. 2020 was uh, difficult for, for many people, but I mean, for me as well, I did have a, a scary moment in April in 2020. And I, you know, I, I let me just preface by saying I, I kind of have to own the fact that I allowed myself to be alone, knowing that mm. I was in a very vulnerable state of mind. I, I know better. I shouldn't have done that. But in being alone, found myself. Um, beginning to put a plan in motion myself to end my life and just started to, you know, enact my own protocols that I give everybody else. And and they worked, you know, because they're biblically based and, and God helped me in that moment. But I still struggle with it. You know, I, a couple of weeks ago, it's just, it's just such, it's just this strong palpable urge in the back of my head, like any temptation is. And I have to keep it in the back of my head um, or even better have it removed with God's help. But I, it's, it's a real fight. I really fight it hard. Uh, but, but I, I believe that I can because I have Christ in my life. I mean, with him, mm. all things are possible. And he didn't have an asterisk on that verse and say down in the footnotes, except for Heather's suicidal temptations. Good luck with that. I mean, he said all things are possible. So I really take him at his word that even as I'm helping people not die by suicide and I'm helping myself not die by suicide, with him, I can do both. Mm, mm. Heather, thanks so much for sharing that because I think a lot of times people that know you or people that even know of you on the fringes, they can look at you and go, oh my goodness, Heather is a Christian. She is the most joyful, bright, positive person I know, which you are. You you light up a room when you walk inside. You, have, you are just radiant and full of joy and hope. Oh, and I love thanks. that. And, and people, I think even there's a this, there's just this assumption that, Oh, if you know Jesus, then you're never going to struggle with these things. Right. The reasons I wanted to have you on here is because I walked through that myself. And for me, I'm starting to have these, these suicidal thoughts and and I'm wrestling through, wait, hold on. I I thought that Jesus had taken all this away from me. And there's this difficulty as, as Christ followers. And maybe most people listening to this are, are Christians. And there's this tension of like, oh my goodness, 
yes, I trust in Christ and, and he's taken these things, but he, he took it all on the cross, but man, I'm still going to have struggles and I'm still going to have right. difficulties in this life. And I was oh, reading yeah. this book yesterday called rest and war by Ben Stewart. And he said, mm-hmm. what if we've reframed struggle to think of it, not as a bad thing, but to think of it as a sign of a good thing and man, taking up the calling mm. to follow Christ, man, when I'm choosing to, to live on and there's going to be difficult things. We live in a broken world. And like you said, right. the devil doesn't like what you're doing because there is a war going on and you're attacking him, but he fights back and we're going yeah. to experience difficulties and struggles in this life. And I feel like right. that's such an important message um, that you're carrying and that you're sharing that despite you being the expert in this field, you being the one that's ministering to all these people, you are still walking through difficulty. You are still fighting a battle yeah. yourself. So I just want to yeah. say thank you for sharing that mm-hmm. and, and for being vulnerable and willing to share that with our audience. That's such a crucial thing. A- anything you would add to yeah. that, Heather? Yeah, I would. I would say that, Josh, you, you and I need to remember that we're in good company as Christians who battle things like that. Um, because before religious people started forming their opinion about us, that, that maybe shouldn't be our struggle, the Bible had been written and the mm. word of God clearly has cases of people that were struggling with giving up mm. Moses, Jeremiah, Job, Jonah, um, King Nebuchadnezzar, Elijah, even, even the jailer in Paul's prison said, stop. I'm, or he said, I'm going to kill himself. And Paul said, stop, don't kill yourself. Right. So throughout the old Testament and new Testament, God in his amazing personal love to people like you and me said, I'm going to drop these in here so that they mm. know they're not alone. Because, you know, I mean, I, I've, I'll tell you, my, my biggest critics have come from Christians, Christians in leadership who have called me out. I mean, straight up God, in my face saying, if you had more faith, this wouldn't be your battle. And wow. I'm not, I'm not going to fight with people because I'm mm. fighting to live. So I'm not going to, I, I got to fight w- with what matters. And that is I'm fighting for my life sometimes. And that's what's going to matter more than mm. these petty arguments. But just, just be of, of good cheer, Josh, that, that you and me were taken care of by the Lord himself when you decided to put some of those cases in his own word. That's right. That's right. And, and Heather, in, in continuing this conversation, I think so many people are suffering in silence. And mm-hmm. I think when you suffer in silence, then you're, you're taking all of it in. Right. In this mm-hmm. battle, you're just you're taking it, you're wearing and you're not actually able to get on the offense at all. What, what would you share about how important it is for people to actually open up about these struggles and bring that into the light? Well, I'm, I have to go to the Bible because I, I mean, I'm not the expert on this. I mean, look at me for crying out loud. I'm wearing a durag on my head with world's biggest headphones. I look like a Muppet. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but the Bible is the expert. All right. And. Uh, wait, what was your question? Was uh, how, how, why is it important for us to be vulnerable and to open up about oh, these struggles? Yeah. Because, because the people that were battling suicidal ideation and hardcore depression in the Bible wanted to, but didn't. Mm. And when they wanted to, they were, al- they were alone and isolated. And when they decided not to, it was when someone had come to tend to them or God had shown up himself on the scene or an angel was sent or Paul was sent. So it's really, if I take my cues from the Bible, then I look at these people that struggled with wanting to give up and didn't. And I'm, I'm always like, okay, analyzing what did they do and what didn't they do? Because that's, I'm copying that. 
And I mean, Elijah, you know, the Bible said he had, he has take my life, Lord. I've had enough straight up said that. I mean, that is a suicide line, like 1.0. Yeah. And God sent an angel in Mm. to him to tend to him. And so he wasn't alone anymore. He was able to have someone there to vent to and go off to and dialogue with. And I think that's really important. We don't kill ourselves in public. We do it that's in right. private. That's we right. Do it in private. Mm. That's a, that's an important and necessary word. Thank you, Heather. And uh, I don't know if this is the correct biblical way to look at things, but I'll, I love the book of Psalms. And mm-hmm. for the rest of my life, I'll read a Psalm every single day. And mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll start my morning with Psalm 23. So I'm glad you mentioned that earlier, that earlier, but I, what I love about the book of Psalms is that we get a little bit of a taste of what I think David's journal might be like. Yeah. And you talked about how so important it is to have your journal and your pen. And yeah. I think what a great exercise, Heather, talk about that practice that you walk through and talk about why that's so important, because even then we're able to process these things and we're able to at least flesh them out and share about what we're feeling. Oh yeah. So I've trolled the Bible to make a case for journaling. And, and I was like, this is where I'm going to, well, I'm going to stump God here on this one. All right. God's going to be like, shoot, I forgot about journaling. No, there is straight <laughs> up verses that talk about, I wrote it down, write it down, pen it tied around your neck as a, as a reminder. I mean, and like you said, the Psalms are essentially things that David wrote. That's right. Hello. That's what a journal is. Maybe he used papyrus and a feather pen, but, and maybe you and I use, you know, the notes on our iPhones, right. but irregardless, let me tell you what journaling does for you. And, and I can speak to it just passionately because I've been doing it since I was eight years old. Journaling gets what is toxic in me out of me. Wow. So if you wake up in the morning in the middle of, of a depression or some kind of mental affliction, and you just decide the only thing I can do today is journal when I wake up, well, you've had a victory because what you did is you didn't give the devil the entire day. Mm. You, you gave your day to the Lord by penning out of you all the things that are frustrating you and making you mad. And you penned out your why gods and you penned out wish I could gods, And you just got it all out in that morning, in that journal. And you don't have to carry that around anymore. And that just speaks to the verse that says, cast your burdens on me. Mm. And in Matthew. That's so good. So, I tell people, you know, that's like, like, that's why it is the essential in the life box, the Bible journal pen, non-negotiables, because to the people in a psych ward, to the people in prison, all right, a lot of them are allowed to have a journal Wow. and earn, earn the rights or the privileges eventually to have a writing utensil. And I just feel like that's, that's giving them a victory. That's giving them a win. That's huge. I've, I've never heard it put that way before, but you're able to get all of those bad things out of you. Mm-hmm. I love that. I've never heard yeah. it put that way before, but that's so good. Thanks, Heather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, as, as we kind of sort of start to wrap up this conversation, I just wanted to hear from you now. And we also want to frame this in. There's all sorts of different people listening to this. There might uh-huh. be someone listening to this that says, you know what? I'm that person walking through this difficult time. I'm that person that you described in Psalm 23, four, I'm walking through the valley, of the shadow of the death. And l- right. let's talk a little right. bit about the different people that might be listening to this 
and the different um, next steps that they can take. So for that person that's listening and they feel like they're in a place of despair, Heather, mm-hmm. what would you say for them? What's a great next step for them? How, how can they order a life box? What can they do? Mm. Well, I mean, the, the, if, if anybody's listening to this right now and you are struggling with the thoughts, whether big or small, to give up, you need to get off this podcast. Sorry, Josh, mm. right, right now. That's right. And you need, you need to text the crisis text line or you need to call the suicide lifeline right now. I don't even care if you have to go to the bathroom. I would rather you go bathroom on the chair and make that call or do that text than, than delay it. So you need to do that right now. And then um, once you have that opportunity to make that connection with a professional who will walk you through the thoughts that you're having, um, then, you know, a few things that I would say are your next steps is, yeah, go online and order a life box for yourself and they're free and we'll send it to you. We don't ask questions. We don't care if you give us a fake name. Um, get a life box so that you can start penning out your pain and finding comfort in his word. Uh, and then I would say, go to church. Mm. I would say you need to find yourself a Calvary Christian church like Josh's or a church by the glades like Heather's and you need to go. Mm. Um, I have dragged myself to church without showering Mm. with makeup, not on with clothes that were disheveled, desperate to want to die. And it, that one hour that I made myself go to church, I left better than I came. Wow. So yeah, church is important. That's a powerful testimony, Heather. Um, and I just want to echo that, right? If you're still listening to this and you're like, no, I, I need another nudge, man, stop listening right now. We'll even include that phone number in the show notes. Just scroll down and click that phone number and call them right now and get the help you need. And then yeah. about church, Heather, you know, um, I hate the fact that church can sometimes feel like, oh, we got to get all dressed up. We got to look good. We got to look the part to go to church. And Jesus didn't come for everyone to clean up themselves and then come to him. Jesus is the one that makes us clean. And he invites us in our dirtiness. He invites us wherever we're at. He he just says, come to me. And I love, I love the verse in the Bible where he says, let the little children come to me. Yeah. I just love that. And and Heather, I still think of myself as a little kid. I just yes. want to be a little kid for the rest of my life. I want to have that, that childlike enthusiasm and joy and just love for Jesus. And so thank you for sharing that about showing up at church and, and not feeling like you're at your best. Um, and church I, think you should, I, think, I think you should put your church and my church in the show notes, because if they can't even, if they can't get to an actual service, they can watch online. Absolutely. We'll include that as well. Awesome. Now, Heather, there's also other people listening. This There might not be a person that's actually struggling with this themselves, but they might be in relationship with someone who is. They, they might have yeah. a friend who's walking through this. They might have a classmate or a teammate or, or a son or a daughter or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a husband or whoever it is. You might know someone. What can yeah. those people do? Great question. So I would say, Josh, that half of the boxes we do, maybe a little bit less, are, are not for the, for the person like you or me but the loved one that's trying to live with them. Mm. Um, And so, yeah, I strongly would encourage anybody that is living or loving on someone like you or I to request a life box for yourself. We'll curate it specifically to what you're going through. But I, you know, I'll speak Josh to, to Raul, my, my husband, Um, your mom and dad have known Raul and I since 2000. That's a long time ago. Right. Wow. And there it's one thing to be me and it's another to be married to me. Right. Mm. You think about, you think about Raul wondering on, on some days over the last 22 years, when he came home, if, 
he was going to find something. Wow. And he's, he's had to wrestle with that fear um, and give it to, and give it to God. And so uh, taking my cues from observing him with the porcupine dance of living with someone like me, I would say number one to that person listening, it's your job to love them and it's God's job to save them. Mm. Um, Raul was not meant to carry the weight of whether I live or die. And, and so he exercises that very graciously. He gives that to the Lord and mm. he does his job. He loves me. And the second thing I would say to that person is I would really encourage you to reach out and find a, a Christian therapist in your area. If you need one, um, reach out to me. I have a slew of contacts for those kinds of therapists remotely and locally. And I say that because, you know, Raul is a hundred percent Cuban and like, he was like counseling, but he was man enough to say, I need to talk to someone. And mm-hmm. he went and he went and I've always, I mean, my, my respect and my love for him exponentially grew when I saw someone man enough to say, I need to go talk to someone on how to love this crazy Heather. Wow. So those would be my two pieces of advice. That's awesome. Well, Heather, thank you so much uh, for your time today. And uh, just thank you so much for, for what you've committed your life mission to be. Um, you are standing in the gap for people um, and you are leveraging your story and your life to help those around you. And I think that's all that God asks of us, right? So yeah, yeah, uh, thank yes, you so much yes. for, for doing that. And, and thanks yeah, for spending yeah. some time with us today on the podcast. Uh, this, this episode is going to help so many people. And uh, Heather, so. you know, how can people follow you? We're also going to include all this in the show notes as well, but how can people get in touch with you and, and stay up to date with what you're doing? Well, I mean, they can show up at my front door because our neighborhood's not gated. But <laughs> if you don't want to do that, <laughs> or if you don't want me to show up at your front door, uh, I, would, I would say wonderful, W-O-N-D-H-E-R-F-U-L, Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, um, and that's my website as well. Awesome. Well, Heather, thank you so much. And to everyone out there, uh, we're praying for you and we're cheering you on in this time of life. Thank you.